Good morning. Return to the home of your soul. Thomas Burton said, Finally, I am coming to the conclusion that my highest ambition is to be what I already am. That I will never fulfill my obligation to surpass myself unless I first accept myself. And if I accept myself fully in the right way, I will have already surpassed myself. Let's just start with that. You are already perfectly whole, just as you are. We are all nature's beautiful design, waiting to recognize our full potential. And the timeline where we might recognize our potential is infinite. We are given glimpses of our true nature when we are open enough, quiet enough, or real enough to believe it. You are more than enough just as you are. Once we begin to acknowledge the sacred in the simple and the extraordinary in the ordinary, we might just scratch the surface of Merton's idea. We don't need to be anything other than exactly what we are. To embrace ourselves wholly is to return to the home of your soul. This is easier said than done for sure. Let's not simplify the process. Because we've had years, decades, maybe even a half century of putting up the layers and the walls so that no one really sees who we are. Because who we are might be too much for the world. Or it might not be enough. We put up barriers because we might be too needy, or too scared, or too sad, or too creative, or too crazy, or too whatever. Somewhere along the way, we learn that we must protect our most intimate selves, because that inner being feels fragile. This might be something that we learned, but I don't think it's so. I think that the inner being is strong, and vulnerable beyond what we know. What if we were just as we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful? What would happen if we let each other be uniquely ourselves? Perhaps we might find a sense of home or deep peace and wholeness. A turning, if you will, a turning inwards, outwards, and together in faith, love, and peace a magnificent interdependent web that moves, loves, and breathes as it needs to, a real system, life support, if you will, for the masses. Throughout our time together, you're going to hear me tell stories through the text of songs and hymns that resonate with me. Music has always held a place secure in my heart. Music and poetry together have been my teacher, and these art forms are the ones I seem to learn from most, so here we go. Enter the never-ending tapestry of songs that create the playlist of my soul. And as I said before, it really does happen. Like, I do have a constant playlist that's kind of going. Return Again was a hymn written by Rabbi Shlomo Karlbach. Karlbach was born in Berlin in 1925. His father was a Hasidic rabbi who was able to escape with the family to Lithuania and then to New York in 1939 as the Holocaust was beginning. After the war, Karlbach is credited with bringing a renewal of Judaism throughout, through his songs. I find his work to be a call, a plea, and a desire to return to our simplest form. It could be a return to God or the holy, a place of restoration. Bob Patrick of the Universalist Congregation of Gwinnett says, 
This has a deeply spiritual sense of coming back to the source of our being and to reestablish right relationship with yourself and others. Return again. Return to the home of your soul. Another hymn that is part of my personal history and causes me to return is called, it's called, It Is Well With My Soul. And there's a famous verse and it goes like this. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hadst taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Michael Hahn from the United Methodist Association writes that the author, Horatio Spafford, was a Presbyterian layman from Chicago. The story goes that he had established a very successful legal practice as a young businessman, and he was also a devout Christian. Spafford's fortune evaporated in the wake of the great Chicago fire of 1871. Having invested heavily in real estate along Lake Michigan's shoreline, he lost everything overnight. In a saga reminiscent of Job, his son died a short time before his financial disaster, but the worst was yet to come. Hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck tells the story, desiring a rest for his wife and four daughters, Spafford planned a European trip for his family in 1873. In November of that year, due to the unexpected last minute of business developments, he had to remain in Chicago. But he sent his wife and four daughters ahead, scheduled on, this, on the ship, and he expected to follow in a few days. On November 22nd, the ship was struck by the Lochran, an English vessel, and sank in 12 minutes. Several days later, the survivors were finally, they finally landed in Wales, and Mrs. Spafford cabled her husband, saved alone what she said. Spafford left immediately to join his wife. So this part of that, that, that first part is what was penned as he approached the area of the ocean, thought to be uh, where the ship that was carrying his daughters had sunk. I'm going to read it again. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. How in the world was it well with this guy's soul? What is it like to have so much faith in God that losing your home, your fortune, and your most precious gift of family, you can still say that it is well with your soul? I wish that worked for me. I I want that kind of raw faith without doubt. I don't think I'm that strong. I just, I don't. But... I think that there's something in it, and I think that maybe, maybe we are that strong. I do believe that there's an amazing revelation that our innermost part has, has the strength that we might not even know exists until it's tested. When my grandmother was dying, my mom was at her side. We talked every few hours. I wished I was there, but at the same time, it was a great privilege for my, my mom to see her, uh, my mother, to see her mother off in the transition out of this life. It was a beautiful gift. Assure, my husband tells me that in Islam, one of the biggest blessings you can receive, note that it's a blessing for the living, not necessarily for the dying, is the gift of being with your loved one as they move from life to death. It is an honor and a privilege to be of service in this massive rite of passage. The body fights. It fights so hard to be alive no matter what. We are programmed to live. Our bodies rarely shut down without a fight. 
The process of dying can take months, but eventually we give. We instinctually, innately know when it's time to release from our bodies. My grandmother passed away on December 23rd, four years ago, and I think of her often during this holiday season. She loved Christmas. Her funeral was decked out for the holidays, and I think she wanted it this way. My grandmother's strength, even in her death, was inspiring. Our postlude today is a shout-out to my grandmother. Her name was Jenny Morielli. But it's also, it's also a shout-out to all of us who, have, who might be missing someone in this holiday season. You'll be home for Christmas, if only in our dreams. I Believe is another one of my favorite songs. The words were found inscribed on the cellar walls of a concentration camp in Cologne, Germany. It says, I believe in the sun even when it is not shining. I believe in love even when I cannot feel it. I believe in God even when he is silent. I'm amazed that this writer, this unnamed poet, could find hope in the horrific acts of terror and tragedy of the Holocaust. I feel certain that this writer was returning to the home of their soul, the only place where God or goodness was still breathing. We are strong. We are strong in body, in mind, and in spirit when we let ourselves exist in our natural states. Believe in your own strength, even if you don't feel it. Believe that you are whole, and that you are capable, and that you are beautiful. Believe that you have a home inside yourself, despite the chaos of life. Believe that you are worthy of giving and receiving love. That's that interdependent part. Hiraith is a Welsh word that means that you have a homesickness for somewhere that you cannot return to. Return to a home that might not even exist or maybe never did. If you've ever experienced Hiraith, I know I have, you may understand this longing. This longing calls us to turn inward. Turn to your strength. Take a minute and think of a time where you felt at complete peace. Where were you? Were you with anyone? What were your surroundings? What did you see? What did you feel? Think of it for a moment. Where is your home? And go there. So if you've gone there, you can stay or you can come back. Some of you may have heard the story for all ages back in July that I did for Karen Riley's service on Gnosticism, but in case you didn't, I want to share with you a little piece of what brought me here. Back in May, I was was considering a change of employment from working in Reston to working here, and I was also considering just a change of life, and I came to scope out the place to check everybody out. I came with my mom one early May morning when Reverend Carl was preaching on Henry David Thoreau. He called us to move from dependence to independence and then interdependence, which I just, I loved. It was just a, I loved that part. We heard beautiful music from the choir. 
And I sensed this positive feel, and I really just, we enjoyed our, we really enjoyed our visit. After the service, I went out to the labyrinth. It seemed to be calling me, and I decided to set an intention. I said, Spirit, help me to know what is in the highest good for all, for me, for us. And I walked, and I meditated, and I prayed, and I walked around and around the labyrinth until I reached the center. I stopped, and I looked out at Sugarloaf Mountain, and I heard these words in my head. And it was my voice that I heard, but these were the words. Feed yourself so that you may feed others. Come home. I walked out. I listened. I was quiet. I was still. I had returned home, maybe to the home of my soul, maybe to this beloved community, but certainly, I felt that I had returned. Some people might call this an experience of God or the infinite, but I like to call it my sugarloaf mountain. <laughs> and I'm really grateful for the, the gift of experiencing that knowing. During the offertory, Deb and I, and I'm so glad to be working with Deb, will be singing Hashivenu. These words are a Jewish prayer, and the translation goes. Turn us back, turn us back, O Lord, to you, and we will turn and we will turn new. Renew our days as before. A sense of home is beyond tragedy, it's beyond, beyond joy, it's beyond space and time. We can be conscious or unaware of the call to come to the home of our true self and live it. And as the first quote by Merton alludes, it might just be our true mission on earth. Like the person in our story for all ages found home, home could be closer than you think. You could already be there if you have the vision to see it. My hope for you and for us in this beloved community is that whenever you walk through those doors, you feel at home, peaceful and at ease. My wish for you is that here you can unravel and be exactly who you are. As Dan Danielle sang so beautifully in I Am Light, hear these words inspired by India Ari. You are divinity defined. You are the God on the inside. We are a star, a piece of it all. We together are light. May you be peaceful and at ease, May you return to the home of your soul, knowing that you are connected to something much bigger than yourselves. May you be well. Happy holidays with love. <laughs>